Okay, coming into sitting form. Whole body sitting. So as you notice in the Satipatthana teachings, Buddha said this is the direct way for liberation, the clean, straight, unbroken, undeviated way for ending of sorrow, lamentation, suffering, stress, the liberation of beings, realization of Nibbana, four establishments of sati, sati established in body, feeling, in citta, and in dhammas. These are the phenomena, dhammas, the phenomena that arise within the citta, as we begin to explore and enter and acknowledge what's happening in that territory. We'll talk about citta later on, but you can consider this primarily as something like awareness or like heart. It's where your sense of being somebody lives, that sense of I am. It's not a thought, it's a feeling of being present. And... uh, We can talk about that, recognizing words have limitations. But body. When one is sitting, one knows, one is fully aware, one is sitting. One is mindful internally, externally. So, uh, (laughs) recognize that uh, sitting, this requires, uh, ideally, it's the whole body sits, which means certain aspects of the body carry the weight. That's important. Aspects of the body that don't carry the weight. That's important. Don't carry weight with what you don't need to have carrying weight, which is the muscles. Whatever muscles you don't need, switch them off. So if we consider the body, you can see Perhaps being very simplistic about it, you have bone, you have muscle, and you have skin. You have internal skin. Skin is the is the one that conveys, that covers things, you know, wraps everything. You know, muscles activate certain, give certain local directions. The arm muscle moves the arm. You know. Skin covers everything. Yeah. So, you know, touch your skin and you feel the ripples of sense of feeling run up from that place that's being touched. Everything knows. Somebody puts a cold finger in the middle of your back, all your skin lights up. <laughs> it, it, commun- it sends the message universally. We have external skin. Internal skin is called fascia tissue. It's a very fine tissue that covers all the muscles and the organs. And it connects everything internally just like the external skin wraps around everything external the internal skin wraps around everything internal of course you don't see it but this is the medium of communication within the body so when the muscles tense the fascia tissue pick up that tension the muscles tense up the fascia tissue pick up that tension and they send the signal through the entire body, stress. 
when the relax, whole body relax. Yeah. And because this signal the body experiences is carried into the heart, into the emotions, and similarly the emotions are carried into the body, when we feel emotionally stressed, we feel physically stressed. I mean, internally, the sense of the whole body feels gripped, internally. Externally looks about the same, internally we feel this sense of pressure, internally. Agitation, urgency, pressure, through emotion. And of course, emotion is stimulated by anxiety, worry, urgency, concern. Or of course, let's look more positively, loving kindness, compassion, friendship, respect. Important to get the right signals. (laughs) They carry into the body. And, uh, yeah. Now, as this signal comes into the, into the body of comfort or ease or the opposite, that affects the muscles because the muscles are the ones that are going to do something about it, the agents. Yeah. Now, actually, maybe there's nothing to do, but we just, I've got to do something. I feel, I feel it's up to me. I'm responsible. I should make things work. What are you talking about? I don't know, but I really feel it's up to me. I've got to make things work. My sister's having a problem. I've got to make her better. Uh, I did something wrong five years ago. I should try and correct it. What do you, so even though the signal is psychological, it affects the body in the here and now. Because when we look at the mind, of course, the mind remembers the past, so all the stress of the past we can bring into the present and affect our bodies right now. And all the anxiety that we imagine in the future can affect our bodies right now. And when it affects you, then as it affects you, you really believe in it. Because your whole system is carrying the message of stress. over something that happened three years ago, or something that might happen, or what somebody else is feeling, what somebody else says, can be acting internally in your own body and stressing. And as the fascia tissue pick up the stress, the muscles tighten up. Now you've got to think of muscles, not just as power muscles like arms and legs, but also things that wrap around the viscera, yeah, the the stomach, the bladder, the lungs, and that signaling going, creating chemicals that then distort the organs, and people get sick. People get sick through stress, physically sick through stress. And the stress is about something that might happen, that did happen, that happened to someone else. They have nothing nothing they can do about it. And yet we pick up the stress. 
this is quite a profound predicament to be in as a human being. But the opposite is also true, that if this body internally is steady, comfortable, secure, if it has begun to release those signals and those memories and those tensions on the subtle body, we feel strong, comfortable. The world around us is going crazy as usual, and we've, we're strong, we're comfortable. Just, then maybe we can help, rather than be part of the problem, be part of the solution. We can turn it the other way. Now, that's the turning that's possible. But it, it's not just the thought that I should try to make things work or I should be a good person. That's a, that's a thought. But how do, you, how, how do you get the emotions to do that? You can't make yourself feel happy an act of the will, but if the body is released from stress, you do feel happy, comfortable. It's a natural fact. So this makes this whole process of mindfulness of body extremely precious and necessary in this day and age. Particularly compared with the time of the Buddha, we are largely disembodied. Can you imagine the time of the Buddha where there's not much writing, very little writing, no signals, no iPhones, no clocks, no time pressure, no deadlines, no news. The sun comes up, the sun goes down. The rain comes, the rain stops. The animals move around. In other words, everything is embodied rather than disembodied. Disembodied is the world of symbols, concepts, ideas, abstractions. And most of the time today we're dealing with that, with our to-do lists and calendars and, you know, forms we have to fill in and clocks, deadlines we have to make. Dealing with that it means a lot of energy goes into the conceptual thinking mind and it, to do that it has to draw energy from the body. Yeah. Because vitality comes from the body. It comes from breathing in and breathing out. Without that, you're dead, right? So breathing in, breathing out provides the energy, the vitality. And what uses it? Your emotions use it. They're energized. Your body uses it. But about, probably about 80% of it's used by thinking. <laughs> okay? Now, if that's being used by thinking, the body gets less and less and less. The emotions get less and less and less. And we get kind of 
depleted emotions. Depleted emotions is a sense of, oh, well, I don't know what I can do. Maybe I, sh- I don't feel like I really make very much happen. I'm only there. We feel kind of it's sad and limited and anxious. We don't feel rich and full. We feel nervous. It's a depleted emotion. Bodily depletion. It means, yeah, we can run around. But remember, a lot of body energy is about rebuilding tissues, fluids, organs, cells. The body needs to keep rebuilding itself. Right? It's not just the doing. The body has to keep rebuilding itself. So all the time, it's wearing out. Right? So you have to keep rebuilding it. That, take, that means energy is used to rebuild the body, to, to make sure the metabolism's occurring, to, yeah? Now, if you say, okay, well, I'll take some of that energy and use it in thinking, the body doesn't rebuild. Because <laughs> it only rebuilds 50%. You wear out. Basically, your body wears out. Your nervous system declines, organs begin to lose vitality, things begin to decline. And turn it around, less thinking, (laughs) more body, more breathing, (laughs) don't waste your time, Uh, positive emotions or nourishing positive emotions, energy comes back, starts to rebuild everything. And, uh, of course, our emotions, our emotional body is being rebuilt by our sense of faith and trust in the Dhamma. We feel happy, we feel comfortable, we feel open by goodwill towards ourselves and others. This definitely rebuilds. But even more important, well, as important, is the body rebuilding because when the body rebuilds, it's natural without any further effort to start to feel happy. Your emotions come along with it because you're feeding the basis of where we get our emotions from. Which is, I don't feel relaxed, I don't feel comfortable, I don't feel at ease, I feel nervous. I can't feel happy. If that's gone, I do feel happy. I don't have to do anything, I just feel good. So he says, this then, very direct, go to this. Because whatever other people are doing or saying, how much can you do about that? What happened in the past, how much can you do about that? The future, what can you do about that, really? What we can do about that is build, rebuild, rebuild the basis in the present. And we do this through mindfulness of this body externally, internally, breathing in, breathing out, bringing the two together into harmony. Okay, so let's... Sitting is uh, a rebuilding process.
Now when we think of energy, we may think very much in terms of energy is about doing things. That's, we call that directive energy. And that's what we think energy is. Yeah, that's half of it. The other half is called receptive energy. Receptive energy rebuilds things. It's, I feel this. I'm receiving it. I'm taking it in. I'm opening to it. I'm letting myself dwell in it. I'm really opening myself to the experience. I'm feeling it. That's called receptive energy. And that's what rebuilds. Yeah. Because in that, we say, well, there's some stress there. There's, let's relax that. There's some dullness there. Let's breathe into that. So we're just encouraging the whole system to open and refresh itself. That's done through the receptive sense. Okay. We must bear this in mind because by and large, when people think about meditation, they think about doing meditation, doing breathing, getting good at doing breathing. And this is incorrect. You don't do, breathing happens and you know you're breathing. So you receive it. Check it out. Look in the suttas. Sitting body upright, one knows one is breathing in, breathing out. Pajanati, thoroughly, fully knowing it. Receiving it as it is. Spine erect. Root of a, sitting at the root of a tree, spine erect. So just bring out the idea, tree behind you, canopy, shelter, shade. Cool, nobody bothering me. Covered, safe, back, straight, drawing up from the ground, cross-legged, or sitting on a chair. But if you're sitting in a chair, make sure your legs are open like that, so you get that feeling of the very broad basis. And then from there you can sense the spine rising up. Most important point being place where you're aware of the, the resting on the ground and you get something, a sense of this is where it begins to rise upright. This is where the vertical begins. Yeah. Where's that? You get a sense of the legs, that's flat, rested. Where does a sense of vertical rising up begin? Probably somewhere the sacrum, somewhere in the lower back. And then recognizing that, and you bring your attention there, wherever you bring your attention, your awareness will settle and your energy will grow. Wherever you bring attention, energy grows. So you bring your attention quite low down in your back, even inside your pelvis. And you feel it warming, growing, like a tree. And you bring it up to the lumbar region till it feels strong, all the way up 
your back climbing slowly up the spine relaxing what you don't need muscles in your shoulders face relaxing in the belly the abdomen open the throat relax in the face the forehead the eyes allow the full breath entering and be someone who receives it allowing that breath to expand within us, within this body. As much as it will go, as long as it wants. And then turning, releasing completely, gradually, the chest, and the abdomen and you're aware of that Using your attention um, span to be the span of attention that can cover your entire body. So we might say something like approximately a relaxed arm's length around the body. Most of that would be space, nothing in it, which is good. That's part of it, space. And you can sense this body swelling within that space and subsiding. The space is, is important. It's one of the elements. <clears throat> and what it does is it allows the skin to open so we're aware of the space around this physical form how we wear it because the skin senses no pressure openness tingling subtle, open. The external skin around the body, covering the body, feels the sense of openness, 
space, no pressure. Breathing in and breathing out. The skin of your face. Now, of course, if you've got clothes on, it doesn't matter because the skin can still sense the absence of pressure. But obviously, particularly the palms of the hands where the skin is exposed and the face. No pressure. And fingers opening, palms opening, face opening. Breathing in, breathing out. Now what is felt externally through the skin becomes a signal. The signal is no pressure, no hurry, freedom. The signal, that's the signal. we linger in that, and that's the skill of sati, is to linger, that signal transfers internally. So the internal skin that wraps around our organs, around our eyes, eyeballs, around our Muscles, all that picks up the message. No pressure, no hurry, nothing to worry about, free. Internally, that signal, these signals breathing in. Breathing out, sustaining awareness of this experience. Saturates the body. Begins to transform the emotions. and the psychologies about having to do things and make things just releasing these psychologies breathing in breathing out
And we cultivate like this, then we're cleaning out some of this stress, dullness, confusion. And naturally when you clean something, the dirt comes out. So acknowledge suddenly feeling disoriented or compulsive or wanting to do something or trying to make it work or agitation. Okay, widen, widen your awareness to go back to that open span of attention. Keep it wide. Don't get absorbed into negativity. Don't get fascinated by it. Just keep your attention, whole body, Allow the agitation to pass. Allow the worry to express itself. Pass. Allow the sense of lack of confidence to express itself. And pass, breathing in, breathing out. As a mother nurses a baby when it's crying, comforts an infant when he's worried. This is the way we should cover our whole being with loving-kindness, compassion, breathing in, breathing out. So let's gradually return to acknowledgement of the external sensory world. First of all, we come back to the tactile impression, the floor, the ground, firm beneath us, steady. Again, come to your skin, coolness of the room, 
across your hands, your face, awareness of your torso and the back. Then open the hearing. Sounds, traffic, birds, voices. Then gently open the eyes, colors, shapes, forms. You don't have to engage for a few seconds. Stay steady 